I don't to listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fanfiction it inspires. We know. It's been a long journey. But you've done it. You've reached part three of our three-part Misha episode. So, yeah, I'm just like, I don't want your fucking apology. You did this, you made this. Live with it. Your son is a murderer and it is your fault. But, you know, this is all in and around the media coverage of Club Q and everything else. And I believe this might have been the same time that the Stuart was trying to go, I'm not binary, I'm also part of the community, it's not a hate crime. Um, because, I don't know, maybe that would get him like one year less if it wasn't a hate crime. I don't know. But he, that, that was his story and he was sticking to it, whatever. And here comes Misha, because he can't keep his mouth shut. Now, you won't find this tweet on Misha's Twitter because he deleted it. Straight away, but with with time, um, it, it got a lot of quote tweets though, um, which I'm sure he wasn't happy about. But anyway, some news source, uh, CBS eight, whatever, whoever the fuck they are, there's some news in America. I don't know who that is. Just a channel, CBS. So it's like ABC, NBC, CBS. So like three different channels. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's another news station. I don't know so, News Eight. I don't know where they're where they where are they at? Where are they from? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. But they tweet out the video of Fuckwit's dad. A lot of comments were drawing attention to the fact that people with um brain injuries and things like that can also act in the way he was acting in the video. Again, I have not watched it, I have not listened to it. So I don't know. I haven't either. Yeah, the only thing I did was I watched part of it like without the sound, but then I was like, after about 15 seconds of it, I was done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't watch it because I didn't want to hear what he had to say. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't interested. Mm -hmm. She's like, your voice has no place here, friend. Mm -hmm. Go away. So let's not, you know, let's give the benefit of the doubt. He maybe was under the influence. He could have a medical condition. But he's, to my understanding, quite difficult to understand. But whatever. Here comes Misha. So the news channel tweets the video and here comes Misha plowing in because there isn't anything he doesn't have an opinion on. Misha tweets. There's nothing, there is nothing to celebrate here, people on the left. This man is clearly drunk or high and clearly a dysfunctional father, which are all ingredients that help precipitate a son who commits atrocities. There's more, but I'm just going to stop right there. I don't think anyone was celebrating. Mm-hmm. I certainly wasn't. I don't think anybody in the LGBTQ plus community or on the left, which is a weird thing to say because I had assumed Misha was also left wing. The only thing I can, the only thing I can think that that statement meant was let's not be like the right. Let's not celebrate the way the right does. Like going back oh, yeah. to, um, Nancy Pelosi's husband, I don't know if you'd heard about that, like when he'd been basically somebody invaded, he invaded the house and he was attacked. And there were all of these different things that were going around on the right. And there were some quotes, tweets, comments that sounded very celebratory that that had happened, you know, that that was kind of, it was almost like it was a joke. Um, Mm -hmm. 
That's the only thing I could glean from what he could have been saying with that yeah. part. That's it. That's all I could think of. Given what he's about to say next, though, it's quite an odd stance to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So Misha, Misha goes on to say, we can make this an us slash them moment, or we can try to fix a system that lets, and it stops. There was no follow-up tweet to that. I checked more than once. He did what not did he do that with tweet. dot, dot, dot? Like an nope, ellipsis? Like there just, was going to be an... Okay, that's just... So that was just his... That was just, just his tweet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wonder I wonder if he'd kept typing and then just hit send and not realize that he'd gone over the character limit mm. and it had just cut off mm-hmm. where his character limit was. I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. But it's, it's since been deleted because, oh boy, did everyone go a bit mental. Mm. Rightly fucking so and was like, oh, Misha, this is, oh, this, no, no. I, I run the, I run the Twitter page. So if you're interacting on Twitter, odds are it's me. Unless it's a direct message. You tend to get Sandra in the direct messages. But if you're interacting with me publicly on Twitter or interacting with the podcast account publicly on Twitter, you're usually dealing with me. So. I chimed in. I didn't hashtag anybody. I didn't. I didn't call anybody out. I didn't. I did subtweet him, but that's irrelevant. I didn't hashtag him or anything like that. I just laid my feelings out there, which was that Misha Collins, heterosexual man, if he claims to be an ally, how dare he stand there and tell us how we should be reacting? Now, I don't think anybody left-wing or in the community was going, oh, this is great. Look at that guy's dad. He's a fucking idiot. You know, oh, what a disaster of a family. We were just going, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. They want to kill us. Mm -hmm. Because he's very open about it. He was very open that he he had raised his son to be homophobic and that he wanted nothing to do with gay people, that... When he first heard that his son was in a gay bar, his concern was that his son was gay, not that he was killing people. And the the more time goes on when we should be moving more towards tolerance, the more we're actually watching people on the right just become more and more open about how they want us to die. And I say us, and I am predominantly talking about the queer community in general. You know, they're taking stripping rights, um, well, not so much rights, but ripping out trans healthcare everywhere, as many places as they can. They're making that inaccessible. You know, they're making it a crime. They're making it so doctors can um, deny healthcare to anybody they feel like based on their moral feelings, which I definitely feel goes against what being a doctor means but mm-hmm. okay you know there's um the don't say gay bill in florida you know they're everywhere you turn we're being accused of indoctrinating children mm-hmm. and mutilating their bodies and the right is getting louder and louder and more clear about how much they want us to fuck off and die so Again, I can only speak for myself, but based on the reaction in the tweets, 
and the replies, most of us were going, oh my God, they're not even trying to hide anymore. This yeah. man actually, with his own face, said that this was basically what he'd raised the son to do. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Nobody was throwing a party. If they were, I didn't get an invite. We mm-hmm. usually invite everybody. So, <laughs> you know, no, nobody told me. Mm-hmm. No, nobody was celebrating. But that's that's not really my issue with that tweet. My issue is the us slash them. Now, Misha, as a cisgendered, heterosexual, white, for what it counts, male, is one of the most privileged people in the world. And I'm sure if you asked Misha himself, he would tell you that he does not feel that way and that's not right. Or maybe he would. Maybe he knows his own privilege. I don't know. I've never spoken to him about it. But he has, objectively, the most privileged position in the world. When he speaks, people tend to listen. Nobody tries to silence his opinion or his voice. He is allowed to say what he wants. And by and large, people will let him. That's not to say everybody will agree with him. That's not to say everybody will listen to him. But he is not impeded from speaking. But his voice doesn't matter for this. He's not a part of the community. He does not get to tell us how to respond to this attack. And frankly, it is us versus them. Because they're saying, we want you all to disappear. We don't want you to exist. And we will go to any length necessary to make that happen. And we're saying, we would just like to live and get healthcare and be allowed to marry. Thanks. There is no compromise to be found there. Mm -hmm. If one side wants the other side to literally be eradicated, that's a genocide. You can't compromise with a genocide. There's no, you know, we can't go, well, what if we give you one gay and a lesbian and a, 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 what if we give you one of each, like every other month, and you can kill them and you leave the rest of us alone? We can't, there's, there's no compromise. There's no middle ground to be found here. We're not Mm -hmm. coming together for a common goal. They want to eradicate us. And we would quite like to live if it's all right with y'all. Yeah. So it inherently is us versus them. There's no other way to put that. As an ally, how could he have magnified the voice? In this particular, his first act was not to tweet this tweet. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing to do. If he wanted to be an ally, Mm -hmm. he needs to be promoting the voices of the community. Mm-hmm. So be sharing, be retweeting. If we're talking from a social media perspective, be retweeting. The Did voices he do any account. of that prior? No. Okay. No. no. Okay. He didn't do anything. Okay. He didn't do anything. He just waded in with his opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nobody's there to tell him that he can't have an opinion he can have an opinion if he wants to Mm -hmm. yeah but his voice is not the one what he needed to do was find the voices in the community 
Because I'm sure there are people in the community that are saying similar things. You know, they still have hope. It's nice. We try, we try and foster it. I'm sure there are people out there that are saying, oh, we shouldn't make this us versus them. You know, we should be fixing the system. That's not wrong. It shouldn't be us versus them. We need to fix the system. But you can't do any of those things when one side is, is attacking. Yeah. Trying to eradicate mm-hmm. the other. You just, yeah. there's no, you can't, there's no middle to meet in there. Yeah. And with the best will in the world, we have given enough fucking ground. You have taken every single, not like, not you personally, Sandra, or probably even not the people listening to this. Then they have taken every single piece of ground that they could. They stripped out trans healthcare, gender affirming care, you know, the coming after gay marriage. It was legalized. Now the state's trying to um, do what they did with Roe versus Wade and take it away. And, you know, give, give, it, give it back to the states, I think is the thing. But, you know, like red states are not, they're just going to criminalize it. They're just going to refuse to do it. Yeah, the Respect for Marriage Act um, just recently passed too. So yeah, that um, that's hoping to that that's supposed to stop that from being a thing. Where like if you wanted to get married in a certain state, but it wasn't um, accepted or viewed, you'd have to go to another state, get married, then come mm-hmm. back to the state where that was. You know, that's that's one small part that's hopefully trying to like build it back to where I guess it's is it Oberf. Obergfell, like something from like 2015 that was passed, the um, Oberfell Act that they're trying to like take away that now it's kind of been given a little bit more um, foundation to not, you know, but it's still, it's like, why are we, why are we going back and forth with this stuff? Like, why are we letting this continue to be whittled away at? Yeah. 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 You know, same sex couples. It's very difficult for same-sex couples to adopt. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for same-sex couples to access healthcare that would enable them to have a child, um, you know, biologically via a surrogate or, you know, if you're part of a um, same-sex female couple, one of you getting a sperm donor, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to access that healthcare. It's very difficult for same-sex couples to adopt. You've taken, not you, again, they, they have taken every single little thing they can away from us and we're slandered we're grooming your kids we're fucking mutilating children you know we're doing this and we're doing that we're forcing our agenda and we're not Mm -hmm. we're just trying to live nobody has an agenda and if we do it's better clothes you know that's a terrible (laughs) stereotype that's a terrible stereotype but i promise you we have no agenda all we're saying is as you know and again it's the youth that are coming up and saying hey these these labels don't fit me i don't feel like a boy or a girl you know and they're they're expanding these horizons and figuring out new spaces and new identities so they feel comfortable and us like you know generations past they're going Oh yeah, that doesn't make sense actually. Like me, I'm in my thirties. You know, mm-hmm. I knew what non-binary non-binary was, but like, I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, 
and all we're trying to do is give the kids space to do that. You know? So it's 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 all about representation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you've got two mums, maybe you want to see a bit of representation representation of that in the classroom, you know? Because a mum and a dad family doesn't represent you. You don't identify with that. So maybe you want to see your family dynamic. Just even be given a space or if you're not just erased like yeah let's not talk about it or let's like if it comes up we you know we're not we're not going to discuss that this is what a family looks like you know that families come in all shapes and sizes and that kind of thing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah or if you're a little bit older and you're you know you're questioning maybe maybe you feel like you're in the wrong body we're just trying to give them space Mm -hmm. to question those things and if they feel that they are, you know, whatever body they have, whatever gender they've been ascribed, if they feel like it doesn't fit them, then we're trying to give them space to explore that. We are not coming for your kids, all right? I promise you, your kids are already thinking this. Their kids. I suppose at this point, I'm just talking to the right-wing people that are never going to listen to this. <laughs> this is not their podcast, guys. This is not their podcast. But we're not, you know, we're not fucking coming for anybody's kids. We don't want a little, little army of trans kids. That would be very weird. Where would we keep them? What would we feed them? We're all broke, you know? Uh... We just want, We just want to be allowed to exist and not be told that we're wrong. And that's true from... Children who were just starting to question right the way through to elderly people, you know, all Mm -hmm. the way across. We just want to exist. We just want to be allowed to exist. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, them, the right, right wing people, you know, I don't want to say all Christians, but some of y'all, them are against us. And we have no more ground to give. We have nothing left to give. So for Misha to come in with his big fucking mouth and be like, oh, we shouldn't make this an us versus them moment. It already is. You can't unmake it that because it already is. So I was inherently furious about this. I tweeted about it. I was, I think I was speaking to Sandra. I think we were recording when I found this news out and I, talked her head off for about an hour about how angry I was because I was livid. People were dead. People are dead. So I started to think, why? I was like, there has to be a reason why Misha thinks that his voice is important here because a lot of people were shutting off. A lot of people were just being quiet. He could have just been quiet. He chose not to. So I got to thinking about this. And I was like, Misha played Castiel for 12 years. Castiel is accepted in the Supernatural fandom as this icon of LGBTQ+. He's a representation. A lot of people identify with him. I would even say idol. I mentioned that in the comment. Idol. Yeah. 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 And so we've got that. So Misha, as the actor who plays Castiel, Castiel is a fictional character, of course. So Misha is his mouthpiece. So Misha's the one saying, I think Cass would this or that or the other. 
And I suppose it's probably really easy to get into the headspace of forgetting that you're talking about a fictional character and just talking for yourself. And when you combine that with all the things that Misha does, and Misha does do a lot of really amazing things. He, you know, he's very charitable. He's always doing stuff like that. He gets really involved around elections and politics and things like that. He does a lot of things, and I don't think for one single second he does anything that he does not believe is good and right. And he probably thought that tweet was good and right. But overall, his moral compass seems to be all right. But the problem with doing that is inherently you get surrounded by people telling you how amazing you are. And that's just with just with the charity work that Misha does. We're going to take Cass completely out of the equation for a second. Mm-hmm. Just, just with the charity work, he's inherently surrounded by people going, oh, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. This is fabulous. It's wonderful. We couldn't do this yes without men. you. Lots of yes men. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the fandom gets involved in Gish and stuff like that. So they're mm-hmm. also saying to him, what you do with this is amazing and the charities you support are amazing and this is fabulous and you build homes and you sort water out and you, oh my God, you do all these amazing things. And I am very oversimplifying all the good work that Misha does. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of good. So he's surrounded by yes men and fans going, oh my God, you're amazing. And then if we bring Cass back into the equation... I'm doing hand gestures and everything. I wish you could see me. I have hand gestures. If we bring Cass back into the equation, he's suddenly surrounded by even more adoring people from the community telling him how amazing he is and how much they love him and they love Castiel. And he's this, like you said, Sandra, this idol of representation and they identify with him and, you know. There's a, there's a religion. There's a religion based around Cass, apparently. Like people My are gosh. like full on. Like from, really? from, what I, from what I remember hearing in one of the cons, I believe it might have been the New Jersey con. Um, yeah, someone who came to the mic was like, Yeah, was, we're like, we've got this like religion thing. And and Misha was like, Oh, so like a cult? Like, you know, like that kind of a, a kind of a thing. So again, like sure but it that's could be scary. just but I mean, sure, it could be like maybe like it could be something said in jest or whatever, but the fact that it's taken on that symbolism is very, not just mm-hmm. scary, but just shows how how ingrained people can become. Just like people like people say like they're ingrained in like MAGA and Trump, you know, like that sort of like aspect of it. Like it's it can it can overwhelm, overpower someone's life and like usual way of thinking, it becomes it becomes all about this other thing that's greater than. Mm-hmm. That's when the fandom gets to me. Gets, gets. I get concerned, you know, about yeah. people in the fandom. Not that they're going to do anything, but like for them themselves, like you're not using it. You're not using it as an escape to maybe find a, a connection that that makes you forget about certain things that are are maybe too hard or helps you find ways to get past them but becomes all-encompassing you know and I know we talk about stuff like that too but I don't think that it's ever like you know we we bow at the altar of Jared or Jensen you know what I mean like that kind of thing so um yeah yeah. it's 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 concerning Mm -hmm. it is but from Misha's perspective 
he's just surrounded by all these people telling him how fucking amazing he is and all the good he does for the LGBTQ community. He's, you know, his character is an icon, his representation. And I think that he's just assimilated into that because I imagine it must be incredibly difficult to be surrounded by that constantly. You must lose some sense of who you are. And I think he's just assimilated into that, consciously or unconsciously, and forgot that actually he's a cisgendered straight man. And it doesn't, his voice doesn't mean anything in this situation. Mm-hmm. So he's come in thinking he's helping. And again, this is the difficult thing for me because I'm so angry, but I don't truly believe anything comes from a place of malice. I think it genuinely comes from a place of ignorance, which is very difficult to swallow because Misha's a very intelligent man. Yeah. And I feel like if you're going to talk, you have to know what you're talking about. I don't talk. I'm in the queer community and I don't talk about things I don't know about. I would not sit here and tell you how it is to live as a trans person or a gay person because that's not my lived experience. I can only tell you what I've lived. And I, for someone so intelligent, he should know that he's speaking about what he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. He's only got anecdotal anything he's only got the stories that people tell him mm-hmm. because you can research this shit until you're blue in the face mm-hmm. it's a lived experience mm-hmm. you know yeah and that's that's part of why i end up so mad because i'm like you should know better and if you don't keep your mouth shut like jensen's involved in shitloads of stuff he doesn't open his mouth for anything <laughs> he just shuts up I was talking to Sandra about this because I spent quite a period of time being quite angry, like all the time. You know, I wasn't like foaming at the mouth about it, just constantly 10 anger. But it did spend quite a bit of time being a bit pissed off that Jared and Jensen, two, um, you know, left-wing Democrat men from Texas of all fucking places, never said a goddamn word about the abortion issues that were going on in texas never said a word about it and i was like speak fucking hell condemn speak and condemn and they never did and i was getting more and more angry about this because i was like you have a fucking platform this is your job people listen to you because you're white men talk about it and they never did but their wives did very recently in fact when the um roe versus wade got overturned Mm -hmm. but their wives did Jared and Jensen just shared that shit out there. Mm-hmm. They never said a word. They just magnified Daniil and Jen's voices. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but that's it. They know that their voice doesn't matter. They're not women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything that might be going on around abortion is never going to affect them. They're not women. They're never going to have an abortion. Ergo, their opinion on abortion is irrelevant. But they they amplified the voices that were relevant without saying a word, without making it about them. They just amplified the voices. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's how it should be. And I know before anybody comes at me, I know 
Jared said that thing at that con, right? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm stuck on a loop now. I know. And I tried really hard not to think about that because it hurts. Because the very idea that Jared could be bigoted or that ignorant hurts my soul. And I I try really hard to give him the benefit of the doubt that it was not even a question that was directed to him. He jumped in for Jensen, who was probably sick of the fucking questions by that point, because now I was. Every single con, you'd have a thousand people going, oh, you got how did Dean love did Dean love cast? Like, guys, he's not answered. Stop asking him. He's not gonna answer. But Jared jumped in to rescue him. And he was going great. It was going great. It was not a show about romance. It was a show about family and brothers. And he was doing great. And then he fucked up. And then, as he always does when he fucks up, instead of going, ooh, I better stop, just kept going in the hopes that he could, if he talked more, he <laughs> could help his fuck up. And what inevitably ends up happening is he makes it worse. And I genuinely believe that's what happened. And he never addressed it, which is, okay, fine. He never addressed it. But I genuinely do think that was just, like, I think he was just trying to illustrate how people people skew perceptions on love and how people infer things that aren't there necessarily, you know? And even with the benefit of hindsight, he talks about kissing his son and he equates equates incest to queer love and i'm like oh jared jared babes no 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 no. but i think what he was actually trying to get at is there are people out there that say you should not kiss your children or you shouldn't kiss them on the mouth because it's sexual it's not i have kids i don't kiss my kids on the mouth because kids are fucking gross it's not sexual in the slightest but i don't do it because i know where my kids have been and they're icky and I don't want that in my life. So I would kiss my kids on the cheek. But there is nothing wrong with a parent kissing their child on the mouth. It's not wrong. It's not incest. It's, you know, it, it just is. It's fine. You know? And I think that's what he was kind of trying to drive at about people seeing things that aren't there. But he fucked up. And then he just kept going. Because that's what Jared does. But apart from that, he's not really had anything else, has he? Not really spoken out to anywhere else. So we'll give him a freebie. In much the same way I gave Misha the freebie with the buy thing. That's your first chance. It was a mistake. You spoke in error. But then Misha came in with the second thing, and that's why we're here. Yeah. So, you know, as I say, he's an intelligent man. Know what you're talking about, which is physically incapable for you because it is not your lived experience. And I am not going to sit here and tell you that I think Misha's had a perfect, privileged life. Because I know that he hasn't. He's had his struggles the same as anybody else. He has not lived a life of luxury and ease. But he's not lived our experiences in the queer community. So he can't speak for us. And he should know that. So he shouldn't be speaking. He should be broadcasting the voices that do matter. He should be amplifying. If Misha had gone and spoken to some people in the community, if he really felt like his opinion was fucking important and everybody on Twitter needed to hear it, go talk to some people. Which he does on Twitter. all of the time. He'll do those 
um, Zooms with different people. Like I would think if Mm -hmm. that was a teachable moment, there's no way he couldn't have gotten something together quickly to talk about that and have that discussion and really delve into what he was talking about by us versus them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, I think just from what I've seen, I think Misha comes from things, comes at things, politics first, very heavily. I think the us versus them was immediately political. Um, And then just snowballed in a way that was very out of touch with, a community that he's supposedly very in touch with. Um, mm-hmm. So again, voicing, magnifying. Um, I will say, Carly, I think we all go about like you've got a platform, but at the end of the day, for a lot of these guys, Jared, Jensen included, it's a business too. And it's what's yeah. going to do that's going to represent them in a positive light. So he might have gone at it from that perspective, and then realized it was the wrong perspective. But again, you're surrounded by a lot of people. Maybe don't ask all of the people that always kind of like go along with whatever you say. Like maybe you've got to go out and ask someone in the community, what would be mm-hmm. your take on someone like me stating this? And maybe unfortunately he doesn't have a broad enough base right now because everyone again could be very much, um, you know, Team Misha, just like, you know, there's Team Jared and there's Team Jensen and and all of that stuff. But I just think we're in, we've got to stop thinking, not to say that an actor can't have um, ideas and issues and feelings about things. I'm not saying that. I hate it when you get somebody that says, you're an actor, you have no say oh, in this kind of situation. Yeah, that, blah, blah. That, yeah. That, that I don't think. But I also think that we put inherently too much trust in these people who are in fact just people and human and are yes. going to make a lot of fucking mistakes. And unfortunately, they're going to make them in public. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to make them in public. We've seen Jared do it. We've seen... Um... <laughs> You're trying to think of a time Jensen did it. Oh, no, I, I I think Jensen... I've, I've seen something recently, like uh, a way back where it was at a, uh, it was at a con and I think it was like, when Destiel was just starting to like be this thing that was getting a lot of attention and you could kind of see that he was kind of already over like the question, like, like the very first question. And he was kind of like, Oh, right out of the gate. We're going right out of the gate. Like with this, where I think he was just like already over it. (laughs) And just how we talk about Dean being like, I'm so tired, Sammy. And it's like season one. And it was like, dude, you've got this for a while that you got to (laughs) figure out what your message is. And again, like, What's the PR like? What's the discussion behind the scenes? Because there has to be, because you have to know you're going to get asked these because these are your fans. These are the people invested in Supernatural. Like you're not going to get away from this anytime soon. You could try to struggle and build another identity, but this is always going to be a part of, it's always going to be in your byline. It's always going to be in your your IMDB. This is always going to be something that follows you. Um, yep. It's like how, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Johnny Depp how, has done loads of movies, but when you say Johnny Depp, people think Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He's done loads of shit. Oh, yeah. I was like 21 goes, Jump Street days. I remember that man all the way through. I was like adamant, like uh, adamant follower of him. But it's yeah. like all of those things. But then there's that one moment that solidifies you for a certain part of fandom. And again, like 
if you don't know about Supernatural, you don't know about Jensen Ackles. You don't know about Jared Padalecki. You probably, you might know, you might have heard about Misha Collins just because of Castiel, right? Or you may have seen a meme, but otherwise Mm -hmm. you're not, you're not in that. So your fans are going to hear you first and foremost, not everybody else that you're trying to reach out to just like us, like on this podcast, we know who's listening. Um, you know, we know who's, who's inherently like on, on board with us and along for the ride. Mm -hmm. I don't, I just think it's such a dangerous thing to expect someone like Jensen, Jared, or Misha to have the answer to everything. Like, I just think that we've got to, we've got to get that in check, like yeah, for a lot of things too. And just, I was reading, I was reading actually um, recently, I can't remember when it was, but it was something to do with, it was something to do with creation having to say like things that you couldn't say Mm. to the boys anymore because someone had said something or told a story or something to Jared that had made him so upset he had to like leave Mm. for a few minutes to gather himself. Okay. And then after that, they said, like, you know, you can't, you can't be doing this. Mm. And I can, I can remember one of, it was one of the first cons. It might, it might have even been like one of the ones you went to, mm-hmm. but I was watching, I, was, I saw Twitter kind of like blow up. And then I was watching Misha's panel and somebody had come and asked Misha what he thought Cass would say to someone who had lost a parent that they were on bad terms with. And she was crying. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Misha was so uncomfortable, and Jared and Jensen actually came on stage and were like, "Ah, you were taking too long. Come to come to wrap it mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's bored of listening to you." And I remember the fandom being so mad that Jared and Jensen had come on stage, and I was like, "Do you think for a single fucking second that Misha wasn't desperately signaling someone to save him?" Yeah, he's not a therapist. You cannot come at him with questions like that. What would Castiel say? We don't fucking know because Castiel's a fictional fucking character. Yeah. As Mark Shepard would say, write your own fan fiction. But it That's, was so... I think, where the parasocial part of this fandom can get very... It's so difficult, right? Like, Because, I mean, I know, like, I, I've talked about this a lot. Like, I know Dean's a fictional character, but I still love him to death. Like, you know, and I, yeah. I have to really, like, think about, like, you know, if I'm going to a con to see Jensen, I'm going to see Jensen, right? Like, I'm going to see the man who brought this character to us. So he's almost like the vessel, right? Yeah. He's the vessel to this character. So he's that through point, but he's still his own person. He may have taken parts or traits or whatever, embellished or done a complete 180 from stuff he would normally do as a person. But we've got a lot of, we've this fandom is so very fragile, I think, in so many ways and so needing comfort and has gravitated towards we've all gravitated towards the show i think for a reason not and i i'm sure there's like 10 or 20 percent there's there's guys like my husband in the fandom that just thinks it's a it's a good show they enjoy the characters but they're not in it. they're not putting themselves into it they're not yeah. seeing a part of 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 them necessarily or maybe they are but it's not to the extent that other other uh, fans are so yeah it's that understanding that you're giving them a lot of weight to carry you know yeah again they're still doing these conventions so 
they need to understand that also on their end of it, these things are going to continue to happen. If you want to continue to increase this fandom, grow this fandom, uh, water it, feed it, you're going to have to deal with those interactions. You're going to have to be prepared for an out, for a parachute, for an emergency release. There has to be ways you've done this for a long time, guys, done this for a long time. You got to have, got to have these things in place. I blame it sometimes on the overall team. I don't think they really like, I think they do now, but I don't think initially they really understood how important they are to many people Mm. in the fandom. I mean, they're important to me too. Like I would, I, I don't want to be disappointed by them, right? Like that's a, that's a real worry. You've, I've, you and I have talked about that. We don't want to be disappointed by these guys because they represent so much. And if they disappoint us, they're going to take something away from us that we have right now. That's very special. It's going to taint it. I think that's where we are. We're on that strike two with Misha, right? Like, it's like, dude, we can only give you so much leeway and then you've got to get your shit together. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you've got to understand that what you say matters. And I, again, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a bad guy, but he's just not, he's not as in tune to it as he, as he thinks he is. I, I've told you this before. I think coming from, I think I would approach social media the way Jensen does. If I was at that level, I think I would have people like checking my shit before it goes out (laughs) and being like, maybe not doing it all the time, you know, or kind of like readying myself for this. This is coming up. This is coming up. Um, You know, he doesn't want to be doing this Winchester stuff when he goes online. It doesn't, but he's doing it now. Like he's on, he's doing the Winchester's watch just like Jared does, but you know, he's not comfortable doing that, you know, but you know why he's doing it because he believes in the show and he's trying to get it the traction that it needs. But otherwise, yeah. he doesn't want to be doing that. He doesn't know how to do that right. Just like I wouldn't know how to do that right. And I'd be like, he's probably got to kneel like right by him. Like, is this good? <laughs> Should I put this out there? <laughs> like, you know, like getting getting Maybe, that yeah. kind of feedback. Because I just think it's, they don't always get how important it is. And this is probably going to come out after you know, we talk about your Jared moment that you had and how important even just a like is to a fan. It means there's a connection. There's mm-hmm. something there. You're going to hold on to that in a way. Um, I'm going yeah. to have it inscribed on my gravestone. You know, and but then looking at it, say, from the outside, like from Jared's perspective, he's going to have made that connection, but it's not the same. Like just like yeah. what I had that moment I had with Jensen is not the same from both ends. It's not. No. Um, like understanding that, taking in the moment, but then understanding they are human. They are human beings. They are not Dean Winchester. They are not Sam Winchester. They are not Castiel. Um, mm-hmm. They embody the characters that we love and adore. They are not that character. And I think we just have to learn that um, yeah. a little bit more, kind of keep reminding ourselves that when something like this happens. But again, you're totally right about 
you know, I just think all of them, I think are just inside this bubble of supernatural sometimes, and they don't think about what that means outside of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about it every once a month, every other week, they're going someplace where they are adored, absolutely adored. Who gets oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> it would, it, I think it would be very difficult to keep yeah. yeah, actually grounded in reality. And I mean, this episode was not, is not to be like, uh, we hate Misha. We're just going to, you know, just, I'm angry. Yeah. But I think, unfortunately, Misha is in the unfortunate position of having fucked a couple of times <laughs> to the point where I have felt the need to come yeah. and go, actually, you know what? This isn't right. Yeah. But the, the point of this episode was not to just hate on Misha for like however many fucking hours has gone on. <laughs> um, it was just to bring attention yeah. to these things and yeah. hopefully start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, y'all, y'all can get my private Twitter information. We can have a conversation. Like I said, if you engage publicly with the Impala account, 99.9% of the time you're engaging with me. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, Sandra will let you know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we have very, very different tweeting styles. She would let you know very quickly if it's not me. But mm-hmm. if it's me, you want to talk to, just tap me and I'll come along. You know, mm-hmm. I want to. The only way any of this is going to change is if we talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I would bet there are people out there that maybe hold some of those beliefs that we talked about earlier about bi people that didn't even know that they held them. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've listened to me rant about it and you've gone, oh shit, yeah, I thought that. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing changes if we stay silent. Right. So Misha is unfortunately in the position of, you know, being the one to be hit with the stick in this particular instance, but it could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. It could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, that had done these things and I had gone. But he's a catalyst, right? Now he's a catalyst for discussion. Yeah. That's it. So please, please don't think that we hate Misha or we hate Castiel or anything like that because we don't. Misha is a flawed, fallible human like we all are. He's doing his best with what he's got, I'm sure. And I genuinely don't believe that either of these instances came from malice. They came from ignorance. So if I sit here and talk your ear off for a couple of hours and address that ignorance, maybe you go away and you think, oh, yeah, you know, I did think that. Or mm-hmm. I didn't think about it that way. Maybe you go have a conversation with someone else. You'd be yeah. like, I was listening to this crazy podcast the other day. There's this crazy <laughs> British person who yelled for so long, so long. But it prompts a discussion. Mm-hmm. And that's what needs to happen. Yeah. because. The right, they, whoever they are to you personally, are being very loud and being very overt with what they want. And what's happened on on our side is we're so focused on trying to survive that we don't have space to fight back. We don't, the, nobody's got anything left to give. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no place for this discussion to take place. We can't combat the misinformation that's being spread if we're too bothered about getting through to see tomorrow and obviously Mm -hmm. seeing tomorrow is the most important 
but things can't change if we're not talking about it. Yeah. So that's that's what we wanted from well, that's that's certainly what I wanted and sure Sandra feels the same. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that um a lot of these things too, like I don't think I would have really like if it hadn't been for the relationship that you and I have, you know, built too over the past couple of years and like through the thread and under, you know, like really mm-hmm. like hearing about your journey, you know, and understanding what that's what that's like for you and how that needs to have more support from people in general, other, you know, just people who may never, who've never thought of it. And then who Mm -hmm. never thought of what that means for someone in that situation. Well, you learned about it, the people that you talk to and the discussion's important, you know, and again, it's like you're like jamming it down anybody's throat, you know, but it's like you get to know somebody. That's who they are. Yeah. You learn about it because you want to be, you want to give, I know I do. I want to give people a feeling of safety and respect um, yeah. in my interactions with them because that's what I would want. And I just think that's just like a, basic human thing that a lot of people have to learn. And sometimes it comes out of, sometimes the opposite of that comes out of fear, you know, for whatever reason people are dealing with fear of whatever, um, fear for themselves, you know, at this like weird thing. So it's, it's discussion and it's being able to just discuss and not be like, this is my side. This is your side. No discussion. That's where we kind of are in society now. And we have to get back to that understanding there's differences that can be appreciated that don't mean we're trying to take something away from you kind of thing like that's mm-hmm. not what's happening here everybody has a voice let people's voices be heard and that's like i said before that is all we are trying to do is just make space mm-hmm. that's it like i said we're not coming for your kids coming for your house when nothing like that is happening we're not coming for the sanctity of marriage or anything like that we're just asking for space we're asking for the same basic rights that most people take for granted and Mm -hmm. i know as difficult as my journey was that we spoke about earlier i recognize my own privilege I look like a female. So, I mean, without getting into the patriarchy and misogyny, because we'll be here for hours. Yeah. But without taking all that aside, right, I look like a female. And I'm married to a man. So people assume I'm a cisgendered heterosexual woman. And I get all the... I don't really think you get a lot of you, you you get you get privileges, but you know I don't have people in everyday life telling me that I'm wrong because they make assumptions about who I am that are incorrect. But mm. it's their incorrect assumptions are not to my detriment in society. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. people refer to me by female pronouns. I hate it but it doesn't actually have any impact on my space in society. Mm-hmm. People assume 
that that's what I am. I hate it, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't have anybody telling me that I'm wrong or that I'll never be what I am. Da, da, da. I have the luxury of being able to keep those parts of myself private. I think yeah. that's what I was driving at. Yeah. I can keep all of those things. If I never tell you anything about me, you are not going to form a negative impression of me. A basic it, interaction first, yeah. is very innocuous, right? Like it doesn't yeah. inherently have, um, maybe from somebody else's point, like a stigma, like yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm not. You can fly not, under the radar, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm not naturally discriminated against in any other way than women are naturally discriminated against in general life. You yeah. know, I have the luxury of being able to choose who I share my authentic self with. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets that luxury. Mm-hmm. Some people are outed against their will, you know, for various different reasons, and they have to deal with that maybe before they're ready. Yeah. You know, I had the luxury of being able to take my time and come to to peace with who I was before I shared it with anybody, including my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really cannot overemphasize how very much I thought that conversation was going to be the end of my marriage. Mm-hmm. And we have children together and a house and a life. And I genuinely thought it was all going to implode. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. But I had the luxury of being able to be secure in what I knew and what I was telling him before I went to tell him. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's it's just a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's all we're trying to prompt. It's just a conversation. And you know what? Maybe if we in the community are too busy trying to survive day to day, you guys who are allies to us, we'll take our voices and amplify them mm-hmm. you know yeah. we just we don't have any more ground to give and we're a lot of us are fighting hard just to get through the day and this this episode will come out after christmas but you'll have heard in the previous episodes you know when we're talking about our causes and and things like that it's just been the holidays so many people are forced to go back in the closet or outed um against their will over the holidays families will break up over this time you know children will lose their parents just because of who they are and i I will not include parents that kick children out in that that is your fucking choice you Mm -hmm. deal with that shit you know Mm -hmm. so if the people that are allies to us could just listen and take our voices instead of trying to speak for us you know that would be great. Yeah. Which is that's kind of a lame ending, but I don't really know how else to like we're begging you for help. We're mm-hmm. literally dying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Help. That's all. <sighs> but yeah, just let's prompt a discussion. And again, if you want to come and talk to me, if you if for some reason you're some kind of right wing evangelical <laughs> nutcase that's got through this we'll podcast. <laughs> And you're listening and you're thinking, fucking, my Twitter will be in the description. Let's come and have a chat. Like genuinely, let's have a discussion. 
I recognize my own privilege in that I'm not fighting to get through every day most of the time. So chat. Tell me your side. I'll tell you my side. See if we can find some common ground. You know? <laughs> we just <laughs> want the space. That's it. <laughs> I'm imagining it as well. Hey, I'm very polite and reasonable. I won't. Oh, I'm not sweat. saying that. I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> would we ever be in a universe where that would actually occur? That would be interesting. I'd be all Absolutely for it if it not. happens. Yeah. Absolutely not. We we would have made it. Incredible headway if that if if that if that happens. <laughs> if this is it, this is the podcast. And then, in then, history, then we've done it. We've done it. Yeah. And yeah. then it's it's written down in the history books. This was the podcast <laughs> that prompted the discussion that fixed everything. That would be great. That would be great. Oh, but now and um like I said, this will have gone out by the time the holidays are over. But the Impala Twitter is always gonna be a safe space. If you want to talk um, publicly or privately, it's always a safe space. And my personal Twitter is also always a safe space. If you're going through some shit mm-hmm. and you want to talk to somebody who's gone through some shit, you reach out to us. We're here. Mm-hmm. You know, you are never going to find anything but love and acceptance with us. Yeah. Unless you kill people in gay bars. Get the fuck out if you do that. You know? I don't I hate having to put caveat on that, but also like. If you shoot people in gay bars, we are not friends. Yeah, I will not have a conversation with you. Yeah, that is that is the asterisk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's an I feel like that's an asterisk for most things, though. Like I will yeah. talk to anybody, but if you murder people, yeah, like, we're not going to be friends. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so this we should probably wrap one. up. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Ah, so again, you've been told, but if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com or on Twitter, we are idling in the letter D Impala. And you could find links to our personal socials and our EO3 accounts in the description. And there's also a link to my website with some of my original fiction. Woo, fiction. <laughs> um, also, in the description, there will be links to our Kofi page if you can, if you want to, if you are able to give a little donation as, you know, a little bit of give back for all the hard work that um, goes into this podcast. We would be endlessly grateful. There will also be a link to our merch store. Go treat yourself. We got hats. No, we don't have hats. <laughs> <laughs> we got shirts, hoodies, <laughs> bags, mugs, stickers, all that good stuff. So go treat yourself. And with that, we will say thanks for joining us in the back seat, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>